The brand new David Cronenberg movie, Crimes of the Future, is actually, actually available to watch here in Malaysia. Legally, mind you, you don't have to go trawling through torrent sites to find it. You can actually find it on Mubi. Mubi's got this great tendency of bringing in all of these movies to our market. So thank you very much for doing that, because otherwise we wouldn't have any legal access to things like this. This one made waves, I think, at Venice. Am I right, Bahir? Or was it Khan? It was in competition for the Palme d'Or and received a six-minute standing ovation. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. And it is also David Cronenberg's first work in about eight years. His last one was Mapped to the Stars in 2014. I missed that one, but I did watch Cosmopolis, which is the Robert Pattinson one, which I thought was pretty good. It was very strange. That was okay. As a David Cronenberg movie should be, but... I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, same as you. For most of you, if you are Star Trek fans, then that is where you would see Cronenberg last because he has a small acting role in Star Trek Discovery. He plays Dr. Kovic, which is like this psychiatrist character on Discovery and he helps the crew deal with being thrown into the far, far future. And it was a real surprise to see him there, but I think he might be a Trek fan, which is why they cast him. This movie opened to a lot of fanfare because, one, it's the first Cronenberg movie in a long time. It's a return to his body horror roots, if you will. If you don't know Cronenberg, he did The Fly, he did Dead Ringers, Crash, Existence, all pretty weird out there movies. He's one of the few directors who doesn't flinch away from not just talking about the darker side of humanity, but showing it in all of its gore and glory. Mm -hmm. It must be said that in 1970, he made a movie called Crimes of the Future, but it has nothing to do with this movie. It just shares the same title. It's actually a completely different film. This one isn't a remake. It isn't a reboot. It just shares the same title, but it's a completely different movie. Before we get into the review of this, I am going to attempt to explain what it's about. Jump in, Bahe, if you think I'm missing anything or if you got something completely different from this. Okay, this is interesting. Yeah, go. So, the movie takes place in this grim future for humanity. We have lost the ability to feel physical pain. Something weird is happening where our bodies are growing new, strange organs. Surgery is now the new sex. It's something that people kind of do for kicks or even to gain a quick buck from live audiences, which kind of brings us to Viggo Mortensen and Lea Seydoux, who play Saul and Caprice. And they have kind of elevated this surgery as sex thing into avant-garde performance art. Yes. So Saul, played by Viggo Mortensen, his condition is that his body is producing these abnormal organs and on a nightly basis, Caprice kind of removes them as public spectacles. She removes them and then she kind of tattoos them in place as well because that's the kind of art that is around this surgical procedure. I don't think that's the plot. I think that's the setup for your main characters. There are also these side plots about whether or not it's legal, should be illegal, whether it's the new vice that should be regulated. There's just all these characters who play these roles and these positions. Right, yeah. It's world building for the most part. The movie begins in a very shocking way in that there is a mother who is completely disgusted by what her little son is. 
we see him eating a plastic trash can. This happened in the first five minutes of the show. And she strangulates him and suffocates him with a pillow. She essentially kills her son. Yeah. Can I just say that was one of the most interesting ways to open a film? I, I think it's a very powerful way to open a film. Powerful, but it sort of really shocks you out because you don't expect that in the first five minutes. There's no setup, nothing. It opens with this kid playing by the beach and the mother has a line where she says, don't put anything in your mouth. And you go like, yeah, kids put stuff in their mouth. Don't eat anything. I don't care what it is. Don't, don't eat, eat anything. anything. Yeah. Right? But it's a very powerful way to open a movie because usually in cinema, when children die, it's kind of underplayed in that it's often shot in a poetic way to make it cinematic. So it doesn't actually get into the real drama of the situation. Yeah. Here, a mother is killing her own child and it's done in the most brutal, unflinching way and really kind of shocks you into this film. It's a very, very yeah. Cronenberg thing to do. And I think it works really well. I just wish that the rest of the movie wasn't as meandering. Because I think of the best of Cronenberg's works, whether it's The Fly or Existence, which I think doesn't give enough credit for being a great film, or even Crash, for example. All of them have a lot more focus. They're not quite caught up in philosophical discourse. And I think this movie, if it weren't for the body horror stuff, would work a lot better as a stage play. Oh, Oh, that's interesting. My problem with this film is that it almost falls past body horror into exploitation. And as much as I kind of agree with you that it meanders, I also feel like at the same time, it's trying to do too much with too little or it's trying to do too little with too much. You can use both descriptions to describe this film, it feels like. There is the whole thing about the National Organ Registry there is the duality of members of that National Organ Registry also being a part of the underground. There is this whole bigger thing about performance art because Viggo Mortensen and Leo Sidhu's character are not the only ones doing performance art. They're just the best at it. It almost feels like a satirical look at art and art house films while at the same time being a art house film i mean in that sense you're right because when you see caprice and saul perform their little thing and their audience is kind of standing around and watching in silence and observing and tilting their heads and wondering what's going on on the one hand yes it feels like a satire of modern art but it also is very much a satire of art house films in which the audience kind of sits around tilts their heads claps their hands and pretends to like what is happening on screen whether or not it makes any sense at all and in that sense it feels like maybe Cronenberg is satirizing the thing that he himself is making I don't know if that was the point, and if it was the point, it's incredibly clever, and he's just laughing now at his audience, which is also a very Cronenberg thing to do. He's pushing the envelope in that sense. I think that makes it a very interesting film, but you're right in that there is so much other things going on that that only feels like a small section of the movie. I have to say, the yeah. world he's created is very fascinating. That science fiction concept could be cool in a novel. It could be cool in a TV series because there is so much going on. There's this agency. There's this weird detective story that kind of takes place halfway through the movie. There are power drill wielding yep. femme fatales. There's all kinds of weird characters that show up. And oftentimes, 
it feels like none of them are as important as this bizarre love story that's taking be- that's taking place between Viggo Mortensen and Leia Sedu because that feels like the core of what this movie is yeah. about. Even that didn't hit as hard as it should because we kept getting distracted by all of these other things. He's switching genres. Yeah. He's exploring all of these cool ideas, this world building, this myth making about this future. I think the Wikipedia entry for this movie makes it sound like it's some ecological parable, but I didn't necessarily get that while watching the film. I mean, I got that, but it just doesn't feel like it was the point. The whole thing about the plastic and 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 the group of people who are trying to push forward a certain agenda. I get it, but was that the point? I'm not entirely sure what the point of this movie was because there are so many points to this movie, you know? And then that's what I mean by it feels both too much and too little. I want to focus in on Salt Tensor and Caprice's story because that that messed up, slightly fucked up love relationship that they have is muddled with all of these other things that, that like you say feel like set dressing but it's too obvious and too prominent in the story so instead it just sort of detracts us from where i was most curious and interested about i think the reason this movie got that 6 minute standing ovation at khan was because it was a return to his conceptual roots people like the fly cronenberg they like the mm. video drome cronenberg that said i always and and maybe it's just me apart from crash i felt his strongest works were history of violence and eastern promises both of which i really enjoyed and they seemed like the most normal cronenberg movies but at the same time as a filmmaker as a storyteller the way he unpacked those stories were very very interesting i go back to crimes of the future feeling like philosophical discourse because the story is almost secondary here here it feels like all of these characters are throwing out ideas at you asking you to make up your mind on what kind of future you want to live in and that's fine i just didn't feel cinematically that it gave me anything uh, there is the scene for example when a cop visits the people at the at the organization that chronicles new organs right that catalogs new organs as they're being made there's a conversation about whether these organs and what they're doing is art and kristen stewart's character talks about how it's a picasso and there is this weird back and forth about fine art and organ harvesting and whether Saul is just a glorified organ donor and it's all very interesting but i don't know if it had any cinematic weight for me that really feels like the show not tell situation right if it, it almost feels like they've spent the entirety of the first half or almost two thirds of the movie showing us this world but then realizing actually we haven't really said anything So that scene yeah. says everything and then they can go back to the rest of the characters. I kind of go back to what you were saying earlier. Like I think this would play out really really interestingly as an eight episode series, you know? You can spend time with all these different characters. You can spend time with the technicians who for some reason show up and then do a thing and then do another thing and then don't know why they're doing any of those things you know yeah you can build out that world you can build out that world you can build out the 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 detective story i'd love to build out the kristen stewart investigator story it just none of it really feels fully realized in this movie i will have to agree with that notion it is a film for me full of very very clever ideas and cool concepts 
but it doesn't necessarily pull the trigger on any of them. Hmm. I feel like Cronenberg would have shot so much stuff and written so much stuff for this film. And a lot of it feels like it ended up on the cutting room floor because I'm sure there was more exposition. I'm sure there was more character development. Yeah. And in order to kind of cram all of that into this one hour and 47 minute movie, something had to be sacrificed. I think it works for the length that it is. I think if it was any longer as a film, it would have been too much. And so in that sense, by keeping this at such a short running time, he actually manages to hold your attention throughout. That said, I just, I left wanting more. I was left wanting. I was left wanting a resolution. I was left wanting a story that's got more throughput, I think, a story that is linked with all the characters in it. I'm not sure I was left wanting more from the story or from the world, but I wanted to be satisfied more than I was. I was intrigued enough by the concept that I could have used a little more and a little more focus and a little more a little more meat on the bone. That's exactly what I was looking for. Yeah. That's it. The one thing I really, really did enjoy was the music. Howard Shaw. I'll be honest, I was surprised to see his name there. I haven't heard a Howard Shaw soundtrack in a very long time. Yeah. And no one seems to be talking about this. The movie has been out for a while, but there is something about the soundtrack that had elements of futurism, elements of Noah, elements of jazz, all mm. of that, elements of electronic, all of it kind of seemed to work to tell the story. The soundtrack I loved. It fit the mood, right? It fit this slightly jarring, weird future, but not quite future, but also old tech and also a little grimy and, and a little steampunky almost. But it all worked. All with the imagery of David Cronenberg's literal body horror stuff. I should also add, I think the design, the production design on the movie was pretty cool as well. I mean, it is very Cronenberg. It is this blend of kind of the biological and the technological, the controls they use to control these machines that cut into them feel very icky and gooey. And, you know, it's, it's all of that kind of adds to the creep factor in a really interesting way. This is a David Cronenberg film in that the creep factor is at 11, straight up. I love the fact that I don't... I mean, I'll be honest, I don't know if he did, but it doesn't look like he used CG in any of this. Like, it feels like the implements of surgery, because they are sort of remote-controlled, look almost stop-motion-y and almost puppetry. And I like that. They could have easily gotten some VFX guys to sort of smooth that shot out, smooth the movement of the surgery tools, but they didn't. And I... I think that was a really interesting creative decision to have made. That first shot where you see Viggo Mortensen sleeping on his bed, and I do air quotes when I say the word bed, that took me a long time to figure out what I was looking at. As the camera sort of slowly dollies into that room with this thing hanging in the middle of it, I could not make, literally could not make heads or tail of it. I didn't know where it started or ended. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know if it was closed or open I and I love that my eyes were locked and I think that's probably the truth about this film it is definitely not for everyone but that said you will not be able to tear yourself away from the screen which is what Cronenberg does best right whether it's through shock and awe or through a very interesting cinematic experience all of his movies have you invested in them 
and this one is no different. It's not my favorite of his films, and it's not a film for everybody. But that said, if you're interested in Cronenberg as an artist and his evolution as an artist, then I think you should definitely check this out. I I disagree. I think if you are a person who appreciates cinema, and I'm not just talking you go to the movies a lot. I mean, you want to watch and you like to watch a lot of things. If you haven't watched the Cronenberg film, you should watch this Cronenberg film. Even if it's not his best work, even if you might recommend something else, I think the fact that it was done in 2021, 2022 gives it a certain immediacy. I think that even if you don't like it, that's fine, but there is enough here for me to be able to say that I think if you want to consider yourself an educated watcher of movies and cinema then you have to watch this i don't think this is his most accessible <laughs> i think people should be eased into cronenberg really you 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 mean the opening shot of of a mother killing her young son is too much too far too soon in the movie also there's that weirdness with all of the stuff that's going on the bed that vigo mortensen is sleeping the sarco machine device that is cutting into them I think you should start with the fly. No, but I think if those you want are too body far horror. back. I think that for I don't me, know. I think it's, I, it's the it's the age of it. I think because this is now, there is an immediacy to it that I think people can get into. But even with the fly and existence, the kind of thematic elements are still the same of what humans are willing to do to their bodies. I'm not discounting those films as very strong movies. But I also I think they're better movies. I think that's the problem. I think if you come into Cronenberg watching Crimes of the Future, it's not a bad movie, mind you. It's just a little too Cronenbergy. No, to me it felt a little unfinished. Mm. mm. And that's the problem. It just felt a little all over the place. Meanwhile, both of those movies had so much focus to them that they told a better story. This one felt like the most art house of the lot. So you're coming to it from a introducing a new audience to the David Cronenberg filmography, whereas for me, I'm just trying to introduce people to David Cronenberg, the person. Full stop. I think this will put them off it. For me, I'm okay with that because, like, I think trying to convince someone to watch a film from 1986 or 1983 with Videodrome. Is harder than trying to tell someone to watch a film from 2022. I feel like Cronenberg is a great director that people should experience, and I feel like this might put off newcomers. That said, I'm really hoping that Cronenberg's Endgame wasn't about eco consciousness or the future of humanity, and I'm really hoping that Cronenberg just made this to laugh at other art house filmmakers, because that would make my day. That would just totally make my day. It's Cronenberg going. You know what, suckers? Stare at this shit that I'm feeding you and think it's great. Yeah, I mean that would be awesome. That would be great. I agree with you. The bright side, though, is that you have access to this, and yes. you can watch Crimes of the Future on Mubi. Subscription is very cheap. It's less than ten ringgit a month. What more could you possibly want? So sign up for Mubi. Watch Crimes of the Future. Let us know what you think once you've seen it. If you're a Cronenberg fan, we want to know where this ranks. In his body of work, if you're not a Cronenberg fan, talk to us about whether you were able to make it through this film. 
You can reach out on all of our social media feeds, GogglerMY. You can also email us on podcast at goggler.my or send us a WhatsApp on the Goggler hotline, 012-524-5208. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Goggler Podcast.